house of God this morning. Wow, y'all looking good, amen, amen. If you would, if you would, we're going to be in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 18, Exodus chapter 18, and something I was thinking about telling y'all. Remember October the 30th, October the 30th, I know we've played it, but I saw people still walking in. October the 30th, we will have our souls to the polls, amen. It is something that we've done often once it started and always make sure that we get people to the polls. I know people think I just started this year, but go check the history. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, we want to make sure that we always get people to the polls. October the 30th at 1230, we will have some food. And I, ain't, I would say fun, but we're just going to have some food. We're going to fellowship, and then we're going to make sure that we go to the polls and vote. Amen. Too many people have bled and died. Too many people have, have, have lost their lives to make sure that some of us get the right to vote. Amen? And we want to make sure we take advantage of it. And the amazing thing, what I like about what goes on here in Virginia is the early voting. I know a lot of places do early voting, but they give us a lot of more opportunity than a lot of places to vote early. And we need to take advantage of that. Every time when I was in Atlanta, every single time until I went to Dunwoody, that was the white side of town, every single, every single year, I was standing in line. I was standing in line when they say, hey, so-and-so won Georgia when they're doing the presidential race. I ain't voted yet. You understand? We'd be in line from 3 o'clock to like 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night, literally, in lines. So please understand that people are still in this day and time trying to block your vote. So you need to make sure that you go and vote. Amen? Be responsible. Whenever you have the opportunity to vote early, go vote early. Um, but again, we will have our opportunity October the 30th. We will caravan and other churches from around the city will come and meet with us and make sure that we continue to push people to the polls. Amen? If you would, Exodus chapter 18, Exodus chapter 18, verses 1 through 10, and I'm reading from the King James Version. Exodus, Exodus 18, 1 through 10. When Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, and that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt, then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back, and her two sons, of which the name of the one was Gershom, for he said, I have been an alien in a strange land, and the name of the other one, Eliezer, for God of my father, said he, was mine help, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh, and Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife unto Moses into the wilderness, where he encamped at the mount of God. And he said unto Moses, I, thy father-in-law Jethro, am come unto thee, and thy wife and her two sons with her. And Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, and he did obeisance and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare, and they came into the tent. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh, and the Egyptians for Israel's sake, and all that travail that had come upon them by the way. 
and how the Lord delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who hath delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, who hath delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Lord, please bring a word for your people right now in the name of Jesus. Allow my study time, allow it to be magnified. Lord, give us a good measure, blessing in this word, pressed down, shaken together, and running over so that we may be able to transition into what it is you've called us to do. We love you, God, and we thank you for your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. As you take your seat, I want to speak from the subject. I'm coming out of the in-between. I'm coming out of the in-between. I know I always talk about the Alpha and the Omega, but I'm like, you know what? God ain't never say he was going to do anything with the in-between. That's up to you. Anyway, our text is an unfolding drama where once close alliances have been separated for a season but are now being reconnected. In this reunion, we can also begin to see some of the truths which are critical to the hard warfare and very survival of the connective passage. Moses and the people of Israel had surely been delivered by God from Egypt, but they had not yet entered the promised destiny. There is a place that you will enter in the pursuit of your purpose called in between. The key to surviving this place is not in rooting down in its bereft territory, but transgressing beyond its uncompromising, unpromising terrain. Seeing and thinking beyond is where you will find the sinew of just such an overcoming determination. Speaking and praying beyond is where your day-to-day strength will be continually renewed. Balance and honesty will keep you in the presence of the one who's able to take you beyond. The names of Moses' sons became, uh, become congruent to his underlying truth as their definitions are, look, Gershon, I have been an alien in a strange land. See, not only his surroundings, but moving through the better things of promise. Eliezer, uh, God has been my help. Uh, Moses not taking credit for his own survival, but giving all thanks for all things to God. See, you got to start envisioning beyond where you want to be. See, don't own your trouble. You may be in it, but don't let it be in you. There's no future uh, in surviving trouble if you're going to become its citizen. Gershom testified, I'm an alien in a troubled land. This ain't me. I'm I'm not in trouble all the time. I I may be sick right now, but I'm not going to be sick forever. I may be unemployed, but I don't live here. You got to say, I'm a stranger to this mess. I don't understand it. I know I'm going to make it through. I know all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his promise. But at the end of the day, I understand that this is only going to last for a moment. Hebrews 11, 11 through 16, read, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered as a, of a child. And, and when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised, therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in the multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. 
Look, look, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed what they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out of, they might have had an opportunity to return. But now they desire a better country, that is, and a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. See, you got to insist on seeing and therefore thinking beyond your present moment. See, you're not a citizen of disease, fear, depression, or abandonment, or loss, but you are a captive citizen of your perceived thought life. See, for as a man or woman thinketh in his or her heart, so is he or she. You got to learn how to think beyond where you are. What you see and think becomes your reality. You receive what you perceive. That's why every now and then, if you live in a project, you need to go just get in your car or get on the bus and go ride and look at some houses that look better from where you are. Every now and then, you got to get off, off your block because you'll begin to think that that's the only thing the world has to offer. You got to learn how to see where you want to go. Lazarus was dead, but when Jesus came forth, uh, Lazarus got up and walked out of the grave. See, there are some people in here that are in some dead situations. But if you just follow the example of Lazarus and remember that God said that he began a good work in you and he will finish it. See, look out, think out, say in your mind, I want out. You got to start speaking what you want. You keep speaking what you don't want. You get what it is you speak. A man or woman is satisfied from the fruit of her lips. So God said, if you want, if you say it, apparently you want it because you a little G God and you can speak your own reality in your world. Whatever you say, that's what you're going to get. Back to Lazarus. <laughs> there are some people in here that I said was in a dead situation. But, but look, he'll finish it. Look, look, take note from that, that after Jesus raised him from the dead, he left the grave. It makes sense, right? He left the grave. He stopped hanging around dead people. And it makes sense because you don't want to stay in the graveyard. But some of y'all walk in the graveyard every day because you keep hanging around dead folk that never want to tell you anything positive in your life. Every time you have a good idea, they tell you how many ways you won't be able to do it. You better start hanging around some people that have some life, that'll speak some life in your vision. Always stop hanging around negative folk. And then God will deliver you from some stuff. And then you will be just like Proverbs say, just like a foolish dog, you'll return into your vomit. Stop going back to what God has delivered you out of. Stop going back to dead relationships. Stop going back to dead-end jobs. Stop going back to dead partnerships. Stop it! <laughs> but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, and that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man, for he, it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. So Jesus died to make you a son and a daughter. 
Do you understand that God, you have everything that's in God's hand as long as you seek his face? He's obligated to take care of you. He who began a good work in you shall finish it. Do you understand it? We say it every day, yet we worry every day about our daily needs. And the Bible said, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. You, you say the prayer all the time, give us this day our daily bread. Don't worry about tomorrow. I'm not saying don't plan for the future, but I'm saying God will handle your today. Don't allow where you are to be your concept of that this is all there is to be. See, people get stuck there because they think that's all it is to be. Some people think the world is the four-block radius that they live in and never go outside of their comfort zone and get stuck in the same place because they're not really willing to walk outside of their comfort zone. They want to stay where they're comfortable because that's what they're used to. But Hebrews 2, 9 and 10 says, but, no, no, we read that. 2 Corinthians 4, 18, while we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. See, if you can't get out now, think out now. Speak the vision forward. You have the ability to form your world with your mind. Your place of trouble cannot define you. If you insist on your history of overcoming to refine and redefine you for the better of what it is to become, it will come to pass. Do you, all you got to do is remember the mess you came out before and say, if God brought me out of that, that time, he'll bring me out this time. See, don't look back on your bad news as something bad. You still here, ain't you? You look back on it. Don't be looking back and say, oh, it was so terrible when I was in the hospital bed five years ago. But what could have killed somebody else? You survived it because God said, I'm going to make you stronger because what does not kill you makes you stronger. All things happen for your good. God let it happen to make you a stronger man or woman. See, see speak your deliverance out loud. <laughs> If it is yet, even if it's not yet to be, come. You got to speak it, right? The power of life and death is in the power of the tongue. Look at this. And they overcame, the revelation, him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. See, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. They talk about overcame the devil and by the word of their testimony and they love not their lives unto death. You got to speak the word on your situation. When people come at you and they try to come at you and bring you mess, you better start saying no weapon formed against me shall prosper. When, when, you, when, when, you, when people just come at you overwhelmingly, you better let them know the waters will not overtake me and the fire won't burn me. You have to find yourself in scripture and speak those things that be not as though they were. God gave you the answers. Just read them. The reasons Jesus said his seven last saying on the cross and got quiet is because he had so much life in his tongue, he would have still been living. He never would have died. See, you are made in the image of God. And the same life and power Jesus has, he has it, it put it in you. The Bible says the power of life and death is in your tongue. 
It says that you will do greater exploits in his name. You can speak to dead, dry bones just like Ezekiel and bring them to life, which means you can speak to dead finances, dead marriages, dead jobs, dead situations, and bring them to life. You a bad mama jamma. Let me tell you something, how bad you are. You so bad, whatever you speak, you get. That's why you have to be careful of what you say. The Bible says he forgives you of everything you do. It said bless me against the Holy Spirit, but he forgives you of everything you do. But the Bible says he'll hold a record of what you say. Why? Because you don't know what type of tragedy has happened in the world because of your tongue. Because that's the power you have. Whatever you speak going to come to pass. That's how bad you are. The problem is you speak negative all the time. Come around me and I say something going to happen and you sound any little doubt. I'll be like, I rebuke that. Don't say it to me. People get mad. I don't care. Shut up then. <laughs> if I say I'm going to have something and you start putting doubt out in the atmosphere, I will shut you down. Now, if your name is Andy Maxwell, I just get off the phone. Mom, I got to go. I'm saying, I get out the phone with mama. I tell everybody else, tell all y'all other boys, shut up, forget who you is. <laughs> True story. <laughs> That's why you got to be careful too. See, see, people brought me, bring me negative stuff and call and try to get me off my game and always trying to bring me. And you know what people say, you need to find out who said this. You need to go there. I don't care who said anything because the only way it brings life is with my tongue because I'm the king in the situation. And when you start understanding that you a king or a queen and you want to say that you a little G God, you will stop worrying about everything because no weapon formed that you choose shall prosper. And he who is within you is greater than he who is in the world. God himself lives in you. How dare you come against me, you uncircumcised Philistine. Oh, don't let me find out that you don't even go to church and you're trying to talk junk to me and come at me. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that comes against the army of the living God? You got to start walking. And bold it. I, oh, y'all better hear me right now. I know you done messed with a whole bunch of pastors in your life. I know you messed with a whole bunch of church folk, baby. But you better understand that I understand that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Step if you want. Yeah, you got to put people on notice. You got to understand that you have so many weapons in you that it's irresponsible for you not to warn your enemies. If, if you got a black belt in karate, you got to say, hey, I got a black belt. You might want to be quiet if you don't have a gun. <laughs> My hands are registered weapons. I don't want to hit you, but if you keep talking, I will have to thrash you. <laughs> you have to say it. Or if you hit them, you're going to jail. You have to warn them. And so when your enemies come at you, you got to warn them, look here, you might not want to keep talking about me. You, you, you might not want to keep bothering me because I'm a child of the living God. And the same way he dealt with Paul and knocked him off his horse and said, why are you kicking against the pricks? Because you're kicking against me when you kick against my people. And you got to understand that, and see, the problem is you keep trying to fight your folk. No, I just, I just speak what I need God to do. Can I tell you something? Let me tell you something. 
if, if, if you come against me and I argue with you, that really means I still like you a little bit. Because I'm trying to keep God off you. But if you ever keep bothering me, like some of you all are, not you, I'm talking to the camera. I am, I'm talking to the camera for real. I'm not talking anymore. I'm just going to let God handle it. And that's who you don't want to handle it. Because God will get creative with his vengeance. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I'm just going to leave it out there. Let that marinate. And that's how you all got to be. You got to understand that God is going to take care of you, and he's the avenue omega, but you got to walk through. All you got to do is keep walking toward the mark of his holy call. That's all you have to do is keep walking it out. He will finish it, but you have to do the in-between work. Moses never took credit for his own deliverance, but gave all the glory to God. Our Exodus 18 text informs us that Moses named his second son Eliezer. And because Moses said, for the God of my father said he was mine help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. See, when God created the heavens and the earth, oh, look at this. He paused at each stage and reviewed his work <clears throat> and to speak <clears throat> of his progress saying it was good. You have to stop every now and then and look back over your life and see all the things God did for you and just praise him. Remember the hell <clears throat> you made it through is sometimes enough energy to say, if I made it through the height of COVID in 2020 and 2021, 2022, you ain't got nothing. I got you. And 2023, you better watch out because I'm going to conquer you too. When you start looking over your life and realizing all of the battles that God has brought you through and give him a sacrifice of praise every now and then for the thing that you didn't even know was going on. Have you ever found out that somebody was trying to keep you from a job three or four years after you already had the job because God said, yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil because his rod and his staff comforts me. Even when you don't see what's going on, Going on. God is at work. You didn't hear God's name at all in the book of Esther, but God was all in the midst of it. God protected Mordecai from Haman. God protected, uh, 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 God protected Esther from, from, from Haman as well. God began to deliver a whole people in the midst of silence. Didn't say a word, and God is quiet in your life to see how faithful you're going to be. Will you still serve me if you can't hear me? Will you still do what I ask you to do, even if you don't get the victory right away? Will you still march toward the work of his holy call, even if you don't see victory in sight? Even if the report doesn't look good, will you still trust me for your healing? Are you going to be faithful and still serve me, even in the bad time? Or are you a fair-weather friend only when I bless you? death and life again. See, see, you gotta be, you gotta be happy. You gotta say, you know what? I, I'm getting better. I used to curse out people every day. Now I just curse you out on Saturday. Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> huh? I'm just saying, you gotta, you got to just say progress. At least I ain't cussing everybody out all the time. I, I might get one or two. 
but at least nine got through my fingers because God is working on me. You got to start saying God. See, see, you let people make you feel bad because they look at where you are, but they don't know where you came from. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all listen to me. Used to, oh, y'all don't hear me. Some of y'all used to bust cap in people every time somebody said something. Some of y'all used to shoot folk, but now at least you just fuss. You made progress. And you got to say, Lord, it is good because back in the day, I would have cussed you out. I would have cussed your wig off. I would have cussed her shoes off. I would have cussed your messed up lace front out. I, <laughs> I must be saying I ain't cussed her out today. Lord Jesus, I'm a real Christian. Again, death and life in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. See, look, take all your thoughts to God in a word, fool, word, word, fool, prayer, pattern. So I need it. Your prayer to be full of the word, continually, without ceasing. If it is continuing, it's, it, it is a continuing conversation that sometimes is audible and sometimes seemingly silent, but is always heard and always sure to be full of life. You can pray to God in your head. You ain't got to say it out loud. Have somebody ever been cussing you out and you just be like, in your mind, Lord, please help me, Jesus. I'm trying to stay safe. Hallelujah. You be speaking in the your head. Oh, Lord, if you don't let her be quiet, God, I swear, I don't know. But you also have to tell your overcomer story and heal your mind in laughter and in tears, even if there is a mountain of evidence against your testimony. There's healing in telling the story. I used to go to counseling, and, and then I just realized the only thing they were doing was telling me to tell the story. I could tell the story. Everybody else save my little money. Now, if you're crazy, keep going. Don't stop. Man. Talk about <laughs> Talk about your story even when it's bad. Moses told Jethro about the story. When I, he told him about everything. He told him what happened good, what happened bad. He told the whole story because it's healing and telling the story. You know, when I first got here, you know, at this church I used to pastor on this other street, I was in boot camp. Boy, I had some battles at that church, man. And uh, <laughs> I used to just tell the story. Everybody, and if people got tired of hearing the story, because I went and talked to other church folk, uh, you know, even though they be telling the story anyway, I, I go talk to somebody, and when they got tired of me, I tell the story to somebody else, because it's healing in the story. See, when you tell the story, as long as you're not hard, you're trying to make sure it don't stay in your heart. You got to speak it out. The same way you got to cough up phlegm, why you going to swallow the phlegm? You got to spit the phlegm out because they're trying to get up out of you. Why would you swallow your story and let it stay in your belly? Get that junk up out of you. Go talk to some stranger that you don't even know. Just begin to tell the story so you can get the impediments of your faith out of you. That's why God asked the man in Mark chapter 9, how long has this been happening? And the man didn't just ask him the question. The question was, how long has it been happening? 
And the man said, since a child, and, and then they throw him in the water and the fire. And da, 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 da. He asked him all that. But what Jesus wanted him to do was get all the impediments of his faith out and tell the story so he could get all the stuff to the surface. Because sometimes you think you're walking in unfiltered faith, but you got some mess in you that you ain't got out because the... <laughs> Our people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Have you ever been doing something so long because of your subconscious mind and then you finally realize I do this because of that and you stop doing it because some of us are caught up in sinful nature because of some trauma that went on in our lives but we ain't got the story up out of us to figure out what's the root of the problem. You got to find the root of the problem or it'll never be solved because your subconscious mind is more powerful than your conscious mind. And when you don't know why you're doing something, you will keep doing it and have no power over it. That's why you destroy it from a lack of knowledge. But when God begins to show you what's going on, but you got to be honest. See, you're trying to walk around and act like nothing wrong with you. Right? You, you, you got to learn how to act. I, I hate dealing with church folk because church folk always act like ain't nothing hurt. Oh, I knew the love was going to bring me out of there. I'm blessed and highly favored. Go home trying to cut their fingers off because they lying. Ain't no good way they about to go crazy. Man, I ain't know she was going to talk about me like that. I thought she was my friend. And somebody called him, hey, girl, how you doing? Oh, just blessed. <laughs> Church won't lie too much. Always trying to act like you better stop letting people put that pseudo faith on you and stop letting them tell you, oh, if you would have did it like this, and you gotta believe that if he began a good run, you shall finish it. Yeah, I get that, but it's bothering me now. And just because I have a joy that surpasses all understanding, that don't mean I'm happy. Joy doesn't mean I'm happy. I can be happy and have joy, but I also can be sad and have joy because I have a hope that this too shall pass, but I'm not happy right now. So let let me go through my mess, and if you can't help me get through it mentally, then just leave me alone. I don't need no Hallmark card laced with all this Christian stuff. You telling me that this too shall pass. I need somebody to talk to every now and then because these folks getting on my nerves. You got to learn how to laugh. Every now and then. You got to learn how to laugh. See, there's a crack strategically every few feet in concrete or cement because it's there to make sure that when it contracts or expands that the cement doesn't crumble and crack. And that's what it is when you laugh. When you laugh every now and then. See, some of y'all are so serious, that's why you crack all the time. See, if you can laugh every now and then, even laugh at a terrible situation every now and then, that's a crack in your life that strategically puts there to make you flexible and you will be able to make it through. That's why every now and then I tell a joke, but I'm serious. I, people be thinking I'm playing with church because I tell a joke, but come at the church and see what happened to you, baby. Because at the end of the day, I'm serious, but I know every now and then you need to laugh because you're going through a whole bunch of hell. That's why you're here. Oh, y'all don't hear me? It was funny. I was listening to T.D. Jakes last night, and I was like, oh, Lord, T.D. Jakes preaching. Oh, he preaching today. He, pre he preached every day. It's just this day I was going through hell, so I needed to hear T.D. Jakes. 
Oh, come on, somebody. Because every preacher is called to a different level of talking to people. And TDJ, if you're going through hell, you better listen to him because he's going to tell you to get ready, get ready, get ready. Because God's going to bring you out of here. I'm telling you right now. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> he's going to tell you. <laughs> like, this is the same TDJ. I'm just going through a problem right now, and I need to hear a word. Can I tell you, I know some of y'all here, maybe not even been to church before, but you're here because you know God can make a way out of no way. And oh, you better hear me right now. When I tried everything I done tried before, I'm going to bring my little self to church, and I'm going to get some glory because God shall bring me through everything. My God, you better understand how bad God is. If you give God your problem, he'll handle your problem. The problem is you keep carrying around. You, you Erica by doing. You a bag lady. You a bag man carrying all your baggage around. You better give that stuff to God and lay it on the altar and let God heal you. That's why I love my God. My God, fight my battles. Got time to fight? Too old for that now. Y'all used to come in and fuzz you all the time. I'm tired. <laughs> For verily, I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things <clears throat> which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he say. Ooh, girl, you better speak with your mouth. Boy, you better speak with your mouth and let God's enemies be You better let God arise and your enemies be scattered. You better learn how to speak that word on your situation. See, be direct in your discourse. Keep it real with a real God. God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. I don't like this right now. I love you, so I'm going to do it. Even Jesus said, man, if it's any other way, let that cup pass from me. And if Jesus, who is 100% divine, can be human and tell God what he don't want, why don't you tell God? He already know you, man. Why you going to lie to God? Ain't it funny how we laugh? Oh, Jonah that got on the boat trying to run for God, but you lie to God. Like he don't know your thoughts. Got quiet. I hit somebody. But at least you didn't go get on the boat. All right, you ain't do as bad as Jonah. <laughs> See, you, you got to understand that some of the strongest men of God in the Bible, it seemed like they were bipolar. Job would say, naked I came in this world and naked I leave and I'm bad and God got me. And, and before he died, oh, Lord, I'm cursed the day I was born and cursed the breast that fed me. Cursed his own mama. What you had me for? Moses led people out of Egypt. 3.5 million uh, uh, Israelites walking down, led by a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night, struck a rock and got water, split the Red Sea, called ten plagues, got out in the middle of the desert and said, God, kill me. These folk getting on my nerves. <laughs> Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament's from a jail cell, couldn't hardly see, going through all this trauma, knowing he was about to die, and he kept doing it and kept pressing on, but then he said, I was pressed beyond measure. I'm tired. Jacob had the 12 
tribes did so many different things and all of, of Israel was birthed out of his loins. But it got to the point after they brought him so much bad news, held his head in depression and went to his deathbed. Tired! You got to understand that even when you're strong, you're weak. That's why Paul said, I glory not in what I do well. I glory in my infirmities, in my reproaches, in my necessities, in my weaknesses. Because when I'm weak, then I'm made strong. Because when you understand that you can't do it by yourself, you will name your child Eleazar. And just like Moses and say, I knew it if it was not for God on my side. I don't know where I would be. I don't know how I made it through COVID. All of a sudden, I fell out and got up in the middle of the night. I had been passed out and all of a sudden God has healed me and brought me out. Some of y'all done been through some stuff and you know good and well if it was not for God on your side, if it was not for him being the author and finisher of your faith, you better understand this. If you just keep walking and trusting God, I know your teeth may be busted, your lip may be bleeding, but at the end of the day, if you keep walking it out, God will bring it to pass. Be honest. It says this, people always, can I tell y'all something? You got to understand you're human. And when you understand you're human, you will be able to do better. Because, see, I know how to avoid. I got to avoid some folk. When certain folk do stuff to me, I know I better not go down the street because I understand I'm still a Negro. And you keep writing on my Facebook wall, if I see you, I may lay hands on you, not for prayer. I know how I am. But you got to understand your limitations so you don't put yourself in certain positions. Like some of y'all real nice. You can go wherever. Hey, how you doing, my enemy? Y'all good. I'm not there yet. Sometimes I am, but sometimes I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know what you may get. You, you, you may get me turn the other cheek, and you may get ludicrous throwing them bones. I don't know. So I understand I'm human, and I know I got to continue to pray because I know in my weaknesses, God will make sure. they like, are you going this? No, I don't think I'm going today because I think so-and-so going to be there, and I'm irritated. And it's Saturday. I do all good on other days. <laughs> but Saturday ain't the good day for me. So I'm going to just stay at home. But it's good for your politics. Well, I might have to lose if that's it. Because if I go there, it definitely will be over. <laughs> you got to understand your limitations. Don't put yourself in situations that you know you ain't going to make it out of. Stop it. Now, maybe when I'm old, I can't go to the gym and all that. But then, you know. I'll be out with Mr. Collie. He's 80-something years old. He still work out. So I don't think you never need to try me. I'll be 120 working out with him like what? Just saying. I had to, get, I had to digress. I had to get there. Let's go. So, so, so look, the sacrifice of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. <clears throat> oh, God, thou would not despise. So God wants you to have a broken and contrite heart. He wants you to have enough understanding to, so you can worship him because he's worth it. He's worship, not really worship, it's worship to the healer inhabiting you, being a temple of the Holy Spirit. You, God lives in you. So it says, see, I know we always say joy. Uh, we may do it for a night, but joy coming tomorrow. But look at the first part of it. For his anger endures but a moment. In his favor is life. 
So look, even though he mad at you, it only lasts for a moment. Weeping man do it for a night, but joy come in the morning. See, you don't, don't have to cover for God. God is completely cognitive of your life, your thoughts and feelings. He's always able to meet you at the point of your greatest need. Why? Because we do not have a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may attain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He already know your troubles. He already know the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. He already know you might not make it through this time without doing something you ain't supposed to do. But just try to be perfect. James say try to be perfect even though you won't be perfect. It's like you got to be balanced in the course you set for your days spent in the in-between. See, living, how do you do that? Living in moderation is all about maintaining balance, steady. No extreme highs or lows in emotional deeds. See, don't let accolades get you too high. I know some folks look at me like, I just said you're doing good. And I'm like, thank you. Why? Because I don't want your praise to get me too high. Because if I let your praise get me too high, I let my enemies hate make me too low. You have to learn how to balance your emotions. You got to learn how to stay more even keel. Every now and then you might have an outburst, but you can't vent to everybody. You just got to have a few folks. Get it out and be done with it. But you can't let people build you up too high and you can't let people tear you down too low. You, you should be right, right, right around here. You, you shouldn't move too much. Don't, you shouldn't go way up here and way down here. That's called unstable. You become bipolar then. And you become bipolar because you let everybody else determine how you feel. And when you can't control your inside thoughts, you definitely can't control your outside Y'all don't hear me. If you can control your inner being, your inner thoughts, nothing out here can bother you. But if you can't control your inside, oh, Lord, when the hate come for you, you're not going to be able to make it because you let people define your feelings. You let people define who you are because you got to understand there's no heaven or hell they can put you in, only God. When you get to the point and say, for God I live and for God I die, I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Then you will be all right because you understand that the only person you're trying to please is God. <laughs> Look here. Consistent, being sure of God's leading, not being in and out. How do you set a balanced course? Pray for tomorrow with fervency. No religiosity, just faith. Ask for tomorrow without reserve. When I pray, I pray big. I don't pray little. You are a son or a daughter of God. <clears throat> Prepare for tomorrow. Work without worry. But I'm a worry about. If you're going to pray, what you worrying for? If you're going to worry, don't pray. If you're going to pray, don't worry. Simple as that. But I'm going to pray to a God who can control everything and worry about the outcome. <clears throat> Sometimes I be want to tell my business. I can't tell this business this time. But I just need you to know this. That people began to check because of stuff that's be roaring in, in the background. <clears throat> but I said, you know what? I prayed about it, <clears throat> so I ain't worried about it. Because when God tells you to do something and you know he has your back, why are you worried? I say this all the time. 
the weapon, God never promised that a weapon would not be formed. He just promised that it would not prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You understand? See, and, and then I was like, you know what? I can't because if I talk to people all the time, I bring life to them. But, you know, I'm petty, so that's why I did a little workout. I just practicing my I don't care moves. My shoulders shrug. I don't care what you do. You got to get to the point where you don't worry about what people say about you because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I don't care. All I want to do is please God. That's all. You got to be like, I don't care. So what? You don't like me. You're not going to change who I am. So what? You don't like me. You're not going to stop my blessing. So what? You don't like me. You're not going to stop my progress. So what? You don't like me. You're not going to stop my prosperity. So what? You don't like me. You're not going to stop my healing. So what? You don't like me. You're not going to stop my elevation. So what? You don't like me. You're not going to be able to change who I am. So what? You don't like me. God still love me anyway. So what? You don't like me because God has applied all of my needs according to the riches and glory. So what you don't like me? It doesn't matter. The problem with y'all is you need to get delivered from people. When you get delivered from people, God can use you in so many ways. I'm talking too long. Look here. <clears throat> rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 4 and 7. That's it. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just give y'all a summary of what I went through. I'm going to sit down. God did not deliver you to live in between, but to be moved thereby. So he didn't, he didn't deliver you so you could stay right here, right? One, God works in you through process, his transformation of you into his image. God works in you through progress, just as he eternally, his eternally progressive. I may have to email y'all these points. Three, God works in you through purpose, all things according to his will. God places you to stay in between, right, until you are prepared to move beyond. Remember, it says that he wished above all things that you be prosperous and in good health, even as your soul prospers. Your soul is your mind. Your soul is not your spirit. Your soul is your mind, your reason, your intellect, your deduction. So your soul, when you begin to read your word more and get to know him more and raise your intelligence, God can do more with you. So when you start getting prepared, then he will take you to the next level. David, I know you king, but you ain't ready yet. You got to stop being petty as much as you are. I know you didn't touch Saul, but why you cut his cloak? Why you put the sword right there just to know that you could have killed him? I ain't ready for that yet. You know what I'm saying? God, I know, I know, I know Moses you called to be to be the leader, the emancipator, but you just killed somebody yesterday, so let's just give you a little time to let this stuff go by. Uh, Moses, you, 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 you cussing folk out too much, so let, let me just wait a little while. You can be ordained, but still not ready to go where God has you. Can I tell you for a minute? 
Some of y'all are ordained and you stuck in the in-between and you know you're quite not where you're supposed to be, but you're not here right now. You're in a metamorphosis. You're shedding your skin. See, if a snake got enough sense to hide when it sheds its skin, why don't you? If a, if a, if a beetle got enough sense to hide when it's shedding its exoskeleton, why don't you? If a butterfly, if a caterpillar know to hide when it's spinning a cocoon, why don't you know that you got to hide and stay away from some people so God can bring you from your in-between? You're not in this world, but you're not in this world either because God is preparing you. I know he already gave you the power, but now he got to build a character. I know you already got the gifts, but now you got to build the intestinal fortitude. I know he already gave you the blessing, but he got to make sure that you can have enough patience to deal with the people. I know you call. You can be anointed, but not yet appointed. That's why sometimes you sit here and people wonder, they come here, want to be ministers, and they stay here five days. He ain't like to be here and leave. Because why? I need to see how patient you're going to be. Because if you know you're supposed to be here, you will stay planted here. You will bloom where you planted. I give you a life too quick. I don't know where you're supposed to be. And you don't either. You'll just be here because I'm throwing you breadcrumbs. God want to know, are you faithful? Even when you're stuck in the in-between. <laughs> when you can't move out, look out. Get a vision of what is beyond. A vision that demands you to see where you are going long before you go. It's, which means your vision got to be big. If you can just think of this vision now, walk out the door and come to it, that's not a vision from God. A vision of what will be that shines so bright it blinds the shadows of the in-between. A vision that sets today's course for all you are to think and say and do beyond. That's the type of vision you want. I'm going to send this out to y'all. When you can't move out, speak out. Speak into the atmosphere of your beyond. You shall have what you say. Stop saying what you don't want. I told y'all before, DMS said, y'all gonna make me lose my mind, and you did accomplish that. Establish your tomorrow by words of your mouth today. You are a product of your words. In the beginning was the word, all creative power was spoken by God, which means anything you get, you speak. When you can't move out, balance out, moderate your life. One, trust God through your days enough to say it's good, no matter what it may look like. Right? No matter what it look like. I know. See, see when my enemies started coming at me, people were like, oh, Lord, they talking about you did this and you did that. You know what I did? I went and got my soul spiritual bib and just put it down because I know what the Bible says. The Bible says that he prepares a place for me in the presence of my enemy. So when my enemy starts coming out, I already know that's a prerequisite for my blessing. I already know God is about to give me some stuff that I ain't never had before. God is about to make me lay down in green pastures. He's about to give me an overflowing blessing, pressed down, shaking together and running over. And the more enemies come to me, the more I know God is about to bless me. I'm about to buy all my 
pay this $5 gift card to Starbucks so you can go ahead and get you a cup of coffee and some tea and sip and look at how God continues to bless me even in the midst of your mess. Oh, I'm going to buy you some tea. I'm going to buy you something so you can just be able to enjoy. I'm going to get you some popcorn because I know you're coming to see my downfall. But God is about to elevate me out of the ashes. You better understand that God said, I'll bring you and oh, I'll give you blessing if you give me your sacrifice of praise and I'll take this mess out of you. Give me a sacrifice of praise and I'll take you to the next level in your life. Give me a sacrifice of praise and I'll bless you. I'll give you a good measure blessing. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. Can I talk to some people that hell been coming at you? It's coming at you because God is about to bless you. God is about to anoint you. God is about to elevate you. So when your enemies come at you, I need you to do this here. Get out your bed. Get out your good china. Get out your... I don't want to tell you what to drink, but me and my house, we going to sip some communion and watch God take me to the next level. Can I tell you right now, look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm coming out of my in-between. I know God is the Alpha and the Omega. I know God is the beginning and the end. I know God is the and finisher, but I'm about to take care of my in-between times. If I press toward the mark of his holy call, if I keep doing good and don't get weary and faint not, he will finish it for me. Hey, I'm going to walk it out. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. If I keep on pressing, if I keep on moving, even if I'm like Jacob and wrestle with God or even my enemies, even if I get a little dislocated, if I got to drag myself, I'm going to keep on moving because the word says he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher. All I got to do is take care of the in-between time. All I got to do is study to show myself approved. All I got to do is keep pressing and keep moving. Because as long as I step, you can't stop me. Tell the devil, you might bruise my heel, but I'm going to stop on your head because God has given me power. strengthens me. Hey, I can do it. He said that I would do greater exploits in his name. He didn't say he was going to do it. God said, Jesus, I command you to sit down on my right hand. I'm telling you to sit down because anytime Maxwell calls on you, you might be tempted to stand up. 
you to sit down because Maxwell has the power of the Holy Spirit because Derek has the power of the Holy Spirit because Tisha has the power of the Holy Spirit and they will do greater exploits in your name. You don't do it. But God said, Jesus, you don't do it. You gonna do it. So when your enemy come at you, say in the name of Jesus, I know that even though my enemies come at me like a flood, the waters won't overtake me. The fire won't burn me. Why? Because I'm a child of God. And he who began a good work in me shall finish it. I'm telling my enemies right now, it's already over. I'm telling your enemies right now, it's already over. I already won. I'm already victorious. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it might not look good. It might look like I'm defeated, but I'm telling you right now, it's already over. It's over. It's over. It's over. I'm going, I'm going through this for you. Because Jamal told me the other day, Dr. Brian, I saw a posty meeting. And I said, I, sometimes I see myself in the text and I find myself. And I said, but I feel like I need to, like you said, find my text. Find myself in the text always. And he said, you must. I know what's going on, not just in the text. But I know what's going on in the context of my life. The reason why the devil coming at me is so I can be able to preach to you better right now because you are in a season. COVID-19 has made a shift. And at first, it took a lot to buy houses. And everybody had to get their chains together and town payment and sellers weren't doing nothing for you because Everybody was scared to sell, and it was a seller's market, and it was hard, but, but right with COVID, it, it began to kind of make the market unstable because everything was, was really elevated in price. Y'all don't hear me. But now, going into this next year, it's about to be a buyer's market. And, and it's not quite there yet. It's evening out, but God is about to have some wealth transferred. Y'all don't hear me. See, I'm not talking about you if you got a house because I got houses and I ain't transferring my stuff to nobody. But what I'm telling you is God is about to make a shift. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. And you got to understand the reason why the devil is attacking you so much right now is because he sees you about to walk through an abundant blessing. And if you abort right now, y'all don't hear me. See, the devil can only kill, steal, and destroy. He can't create anything, which means he can't make any more demons. He can't send a demon to you if you ain't got nothing going on because he'll waste his resources. And so he'll wait 
Ooh, Deacon Dawson about to get blessed. Let me move some demons over here because he's about to get his breakthrough, but let me convince him that he's not going to get it. See, you don't hear me? Nobody can stop you but you. It's your thought pattern. Nobody can stop you but you. Y'all don't hear me. He, he can only kill, steal, and destroy. He can't create more demons. So remember Mark chapter 9 with the boy with the epileptic seizures? He, the boy didn't go. Everybody was out there looking at the boy and saw that he couldn't be healed, but it didn't say that he was going into convulsions. He didn't go into convulsions until Jesus stepped on the scene. And when Jesus stepped on the scene, he started going into convulsions. And, 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 and because the demon understood a greater spirit has entered the room, and now I got to leave. But I got to convince the boy and the father that I don't have to leave. And the man kept it real. He said, I believe, help my unbelief. Oh, he was real. Lord, I know you can do it, but it's still some doubt in me. Lord, I know I'm going to make it through, but I'm still worried. Lord, I know that. I know I said I'm all right, but I don't know. I know you're going to get me through it, but I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I don't want to take a long time. Lord, be real with God. And he'll bring you through. And the devil is attacking you because Jesus has stepped on the scene in your life. Because he's about to bless you. And the thing about it is he's trying to make you quit. Because if you quit and abort the blessing, that's on you. If you don't take care of the in-between, that's on you. He said he's the alpha and the omega. The beginning and the end. The author and finisher. You have to take care of the in-between. You have to mature yourself to the point where you keep doing good and think not. Keep pressing toward the mark of his holy call. Keep pressing. God is about to transfer some wealth to you. So whatever I do, you got, don't try to do, I know I say real estate because that's what I do. If, it, if real estate ain't what it is, don't do it. Do whatever God has equipped you and telling you to do. I'm, I'm going to tell you like he told Judas, but I'm going to tell it in a good context. Go do what you got to do and do it quickly. Do it. Get your, get your, get your, 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 your LLCs and your corporations, get them set up so you can already be ready. You can be ready. So you can be ready. Keep doing it so you can be so you can be ready when it comes. You don't want to be scrambling to get it together. Like some folk that got the PPP loan, they ain't had no business. Now they're trying to put it together, but you might not be free too long. But if you would have already had the infrastructure together, you could have capitalized on it. Be ready for this season. Because God is about to give you your in-between moment. This is an in-between moment right now that you can go either way. You can be extremely blessed. You can go to the other side and be extremely not blessed. Or you can just stay in the same place. But I need you to, whatever God is birthing in you, I need you to start praying and figure out what God is trying to do. Because God is shifting government God is shifting wealth. God is shifting business. And I need you to be ready for when that shift comes. Don't you let the devil make you miss your blessing hanging around dead-minded people. 
if they're not telling you how you can get it done and just keep telling you how you can't get it done, cut them off and go to the next person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.